Good morning, this is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association with your host Trent Nelson and of course, as always, CEO and President of the Better Government Association, David Greising. Such a pleasure to have you on this morning, sir. Great to be with you, Trent. Thanks very much. Absolutely. We had such a wonderful discussion before Thanksgiving. And now that we are back to our regularly scheduled timing, we have so much more to discuss. And of course, last week we spoke uh, quite a good deal about the veto session, some of the different bills that uh, were passed, were not passed, and, and what might come of those. And we're going to get to a few more issues of that nature. But before we get going, we have to, I think, discuss the rate hikes associated with the three major gas companies of the state by the ICC. It was a bit surprising from what I understand as the rate hikes were not as large as they were predicted to be. Yeah, you know, uh, we've got two actions by the Illinois Commerce Commission, which really has been half asleep uh, for some time now. And all of a sudden, they're kind of waking up and throwing their weight around in ways they haven't for years. And one that really caught our attention is that there are the ICC board rejected significant rate increases re- requested by Ameren, NICOR, and People's Gas, which is basically those companies' footprint covers almost all of Illinois. And some of the reductions are quite significant for Ameren, which serves downstate Illinois, more than 50% reduction in their requested increase. And what's particularly interesting about all this is that the commission overruled staff recommendations in several instances here, saying that the companies did not meet expectations in terms of they were seeking too large profits, that they hadn't come through with low-income discounts, discounts for low-income customers, and that their spending controls were not what the commission is looking for. And so as a result, we've got this significant reduction in what these companies will be able to charge their customers. And there are so many points to jump off of there. First, why do we believe that the ICC is now deciding to throw its weight around more so than it has uh, for some time? Well, I, I don't know what the politics are behind that. All I can tell you is that they are indeed doing so, and they're doing so after a period in which they weren't intervening quite as aggressively. I don't know, for example, if some of the attention that has been cast on the electric utility industry as a result of the ComEd 4 trial and the corruption that we saw there, that the way that the utility company, Commonwealth Edison, was gaming the regulatory oversight, the legislative oversight of the state. And I, I don't know if that has brought political pressure to bear on the ICC, but Whatever it is, we're seeing a much more active commission, and it it is a change, of course, uh, from recent years. Fascinating development, of course, as you noted, not necessarily uh, foreseen, but certainly the big winners of this uh, have to be the people of the state of Illinois. Well, certainly ratepayers would be big winners when you see this kind of reduction of the requested rates. We don't know the extent to which these companies were possibly gaming the system, asking for more than they expected to be able to get. That's one question. 
Now, the companies would turn around and argue, well, wait a minute, the people think they're winners, but this means we're not going to be able to invest the way that we thought we would, et cetera, et cetera. But that's an argument that the ICC is rejecting here. The ICC is saying, for example, to People's Gas that the pipeline replacement program that you're seeking funding for is not going well. And in fact, you've got to stop spending any money on this in 2024 because we're going to investigate what has gone wrong here. And the companies are facing that kind of oversight from this commission. And this is going to change uh, how things go um, going forward. Well, it's refreshing. And if it has nothing to do with the ComEd trial and everything, all the fallout from there, then it is just a happy coincidence that ratepayers can sleep a little easier concerning at night. Now, we also have more to discuss from last week before the turkey was eaten. What can you tell us about what is being called now temporarily withdrawn uh, plans for CO2 pipelines? Yeah, this is a really major development. Uh, There's been a lot of discussion downstate about several carbon capture pipelines that have been proposed across central Illinois. Uh, Landowners in the downstate are quite concerned about the threat of eminent domain proceedings and other ways in which these new pipelines will disrupt their lives. And we saw now that one company has Wolf Carbon Solutions, it's called, has withdrawn an application to build a pipeline that starting in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, at an uh, Archer Daniels Midland plant there, running into Illinois, crossing into Illinois at Rock Island, and heading straight southeast toward Decatur, where ADM also has a big plant. And this company, based on the pushback that it is getting from the Illinois Commerce Commission, has withdrawn its application it said it's going to come back and reapply, but nevertheless, when a company makes a major move like that, it's really significant. It happens quite rarely, and whether, in fact, they do come back and reapply, time will tell. But to fully withdraw uh, in the middle of a process like this is, is quite, uh, quite an unusual action on their part. Absolutely. We had previously spoken to our local Sierra Club as well as some groups opposed to carbon pipelines after the Venture CO2 project was pulled, which was, of course, a big deal uh, in the downstate area as well. Now, there's been a lot of discussion as per why many of these companies are looking uh, so vehemently to get their plans started, and some suspect that it's because of the lack of current regulatory apparatus, not only across states, but federally. Do you think it's only because of the the backlash associated with these uh, types of things? Well, they're not saying, and, and I'm not going to try to read their minds. What I do know is that there has been quite a bit of political pressure applied to the regulators and to government with regard to this move toward carbon capture. There are a lot of questions about the science of carbon capture, whether it works as well as advertised, whether there are any risks associated with these high-pressure pipelines, et cetera, and the disruption that it causes when these pipelines go in on property, and whether, in fact, the companies are offering a fair deal when they need to buy rights or even seek some sort of eminent domain proceedings. And so it's a you know, the state legislature has applied attention to this issue. The politics of this 
are very much in flux. And the withdrawal on this Wolf Pipeline does indicate that maybe these companies are taking a step back and a little bit concerned about what the landscape looks like today. Shining a light on Illinois state government. This is, of course, full disclosure with the Better Government Association with your host, Trent Nelson. And we are speaking with CEO and president of that group, David Greising, about ICC hikes for uh, gas utilities concerning the temporary withdrawal, so they say, of another CO2 pipeline project. Fascinating stuff. But we have come to a point where... COVID hospitalizations are increasing across the state, but there is no longer the federal COVID funds to help support the issues. What can you tell us about that, sir? Yes. You know, the federal money has run out for COVID going into 2024, and it's very unlikely we're going to see renewed funding for it as long as the new strains of COVID continue to have relatively mild effects compared to the deathly versions that we saw in as the pandemic hit us in 2020. But that said, hospitalizations in the week or so before Thanksgiving were up by 17% statewide, and this is causing some concern among health officials, and particularly as we were heading into a week of travel when some 300,000 people across the country were expected to go through airports. And when safety measures have been much reduced, people are very rarely wearing masks anymore, although we're seeing them start back up now with this new strain that seems to be going around. Uh, the numbers aren't yet in on what, what the impact of the Thanksgiving travel has been, but there is some concern about the increase. And of course, if we do return to a period when hospitalization rates rise, it could create a budgetary and other concerns for state and local governments. You heard it here first, folks. COVID hospitalizations are increasing. It is wise to act with a bit of vigilance for yourself and for those that you live around, also known as our community. It is wise to do so, and we will keep track on all of these machinations because, of course, as you noted, sir, while Illinois could suffer, all the other states could suffer, the entire country could be hurt in negative ways. Now, down here in Springfield, sir, cannabis is always a point of discussion uh, locally, but across the state, it's a point of discussion as well. Now, last week's veto session discussion, as it might be called, we did not have the time to get into what wasn't passed as it concerns cannabis, marijuana. Would would we be able to go over those just for a moment, sir? Well, the big issue uh, kind of hanging over uh, legislation that has been considered, which would cover a number of different improvements in cannabis, in, in particular, increasing the amount of growth space for some of the people who might be able to get into the business as part of an equity initiative on the part of the state. It's been determined that the smaller size, the, the maximum 14,000 square feet for growers is inhibiting growth there. Much of the equity-focused effort is being held up by the fact that there is a debate about a cannabis product, Delta 8 uh, THC, it's called. It's, a, um, it's manufactured from CBD, which uh, most people think of as something that is is not in any way uh, doesn't doesn't give you a high, but uh, with certain manufacturing, you can take Delta Eight and 
Uh, people can get high from it. And the cannabis industry wants it banned. The equity-focused investors want to see the regulation so that they can bring this product to market. And the fight over that is what held up any form of cannabis legislation during the fall veto session on a bill that was first introduced on the last day of the spring session. And so it looks like any future regulation and changes to regulation of cannabis are going to need to wait until, at the very minimum, January, the early days of the uh, 2024 spring Fascinating stuff. Across my travels, I have ran into Delta 8 and Delta 9 in in many of the states where cannabis remains illegal. And it's sort of this loophole that many just lay companies exploit. Many gas stations and, and corner stores. It's it's fascinating. And certainly it's interesting that the debate is here in Illinois. And we shall see how the regulators deem that CBD, uh, Delta 8, Delta 9, how that all can be utilized and regulated going forward. Now, sir, we appreciate your time as always here on Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. And we know that we have to let you go because you're a busy gentleman. Many of our listeners, they might have watched Governor Fritzker on the television Uh, Last week on the MSNBC, he did an interview nationally. What can you tell us about this interview and perhaps some of his motivation? Well, uh, Governor Pritzker clearly is working to carve out his national reputation, of course. There's increased interest in him these days because Democratic Convention is coming to Illinois and, and to Chicago in particular. And so MSNBC, Jen Psaki, uh, the former Biden press secretary, who's now an anchor of one of their shows, uh, did about a half-hour interview with him in which he held forth on on reproductive rights, campaign funding, the assault weapons ban, immigration, even the Israel-Hamas conflict. And he's gotten pretty good at answering these questions. He's busy running the state of Illinois, but he's also quite busy on the national political stage and the super PAC that he set up, the Think Big, I think it's called, uh, there were a number of questions about the amount of money that that PAC is throwing into some of the states, the primary states, the key primary states, in order to run messaging with regard to the Democratic political agenda. Clearly, Governor Pritzker wants to be a national player. Uh, there was some thought that if, if President Biden would have chosen not to run for re-election, Prisker might have thrown his hat in the ring. There was even an article in New York Magazine earlier this year that indicated that if Biden, for any reason, had to step down on short notice, um, that Pritzker, because of his vast wealth, he's a billionaire, might be on a short list of people who could step in and run a viable campaign. So I think that's probably what's going on here. But in any event, as the governor of a large state and one that's going to be hosting the Democratic Convention this summer, uh, he got his airtime on MSNBC. Well, we've certainly heard the governor's name uh, mentioned alongside uh, the likes of the California governor's name, Michigan's 
Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom of California, Jay Inslee of Washington. So certainly someone to keep an eye out on. And of course, in Springfield, he's right down the street sometimes. So we'll do our best to keep our eye on him. David Greising, CEO and president of the Better Government Association. We so appreciate you spending some time with us, as you do, to discuss what's cooking across the great state of Illinois. Thank you for shining a bit of light on uh, some of the darker places. Thanks very much, Trent. Good talking to you again. Always our pleasure, sir. This is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. This is your host, Trent Nelson, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.